Back in the 1960s and early 70s, childhood obesity was virtually unheard of. Today, the CDC estimates that two out of every 10 kids in the U.S. are obese. Last week, we heard how the food industry targets kids with advertising for addictive sugary drinks and ultra-processed foods. This week, we hear from parents and kids who have kicked the unhealthy habits. Instead, they've embraced nutritious, low-sodium, whole plant-based foods. When I was a kid, my mother was not trying to placate me all the time. She was quite clear that there were certain things that she needed to implement because she was the mom and she knew best, right? That's how that was back in those days. And she wasn't going to have me melting down every time I didn't agree with her judgment. That wasn't allowed in our house. We would have mustard greens, collard greens, turnip greens. These are very strong flavors for a child, right? That was on my plate. And if it was on my plate every day, well, that's what I ate. That's Mara Furry, a registered nurse and president and CEO of Plant-Based Nutrition Movement. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping families and kids transition from poor quality foods to nutrient-rich, whole, plant-based ones. She says her mother's food awareness at an early age set her on a path of eating well for her entire life. Spending 30 years as a public health nurse opened her eyes even further to the effects of a poor diet. Her clients were often at the low end of the economic spectrum, with fewer resources and access to fresh fruits and vegetables. They suffered from high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. Wanting to set kids on the same nutritious and health-conscious path she experienced, Furry created a program called Six Million Seeds. SEEDS is an acronym that stands for Students Educated in Environment, Diet, and Sustainability. And the goal is to teach children from very young, as young as we can get to them in an educational setting, about the value of eating nutrient-dense foods so that they develop well, they're physically healthier, mentally healthier, emotionally more strong. Shariza Hernandez is a 15-year-old student who has only eaten whole plant-based foods her entire life. She's never tasted a potato chip, french fry, or sugary soda. As a teen using social media, Hernandez sees a ton of fast food advertising, but she's unfazed by it. The ads don't trigger what food marketers call a bliss point because she's not addicted to the products. When I see them, I know better, and I just think that a lot of people are just drawn in by these ads and then obviously they'll buy like junk food from it but it doesn't draw me in and I just feel like most of these ads are like advertising it as good and like delicious but it's really just like full of oil and fried food. Even when Hernandez is out with friends or at a sleepover food isn't a problem. In fact she's become a good influence on the group. At the sleepovers I guess some of them do eat a lot of junk food but When I'm there, they don't really eat that much junk food because since we have to cook something different, I'll help them cook it, and then they usually just eat what I cook, so it's not really a problem. Fury admits that when kids are used to a fast food diet, getting them to eat fruits and vegetables can be challenging. Luckily, there are ways to make it fun. Take them to the grocery store and allow them to pick out the fruit or the vegetable, or maybe even go to a recipe book or a recipe website and say, what do you want to try this week? and then take the younger person, the child, to the store and say, okay, you pick out the broccoli. Okay, find a vegetable, a red vegetable. What can we find that's red? What can we find that's orange? Let's make this into a rainbow. You can make it very playful. 
She suggests starting slowly by introducing a small bit of vegetables with the mac and cheese or chicken nuggets. In the world of getting children to eat vegetables, just keep putting more vegetables on their plate. Don't give up. Don't cave in. If they say, but I only want chicken nuggets, don't believe them. <laughs> keep offering broccoli and carrots and apples and anything else. Kale, I know it's got a bad rap. Keep offering. <laughs> Furry says it can take as many as 15 exposures to a new food before a child accepts it. But not everyone has the patience or time to commit to such a radical change in lifestyle. Dr. Ashley Gerhardt is Associate Professor of Psychology at the University of Michigan and Director of the Food and Addiction Science and Treatment Lab. She takes a relaxed approach to feeding healthy foods to her two kids who are under the age of six. She makes sure whole food snack options are always available, like carrots, apples and air popped popcorn. I would definitely have like a pizza night on Fridays and you know my little one he loves a hot dog and so again, I'm trying to not make it this like like this is so bad and your worth is tied into it. I try and promote the nourishing foods as much as I can and make sure those are available and you know we really emphasize the positives of those. Gerhardt says that when we eat nutritious foods, our gut sends a signal to the reward center of the brain, saying, calm down, you've gotten enough nutrients, you can stop eating now. But because calorie-dense, ultra-processed foods are poor in nutrients, the gut is never satisfied. It's not dampening down those reward signals in the brain. And so for us, like, for example, a banana, it's pretty calorie dense. You know, some bananas, depending on the size, you can be 150 calories. But imagine like binging on a bushel of bananas. Like it just, you feel full just thinking about it. Whereas in contrast, when you think of like a bag of potato chips, they're really energy dense, but they're really not made of a lot of fiber or protein. And you just can shovel the whole bag in your mouth before you even realize how much you ate. And it just doesn't do as good of a job of signaling to us that we're good, that we're full. Millions of years ago, when food sources were scarce, our brains evolved to crave sugar and fat. This survival mechanism ensured that we got enough calories to survive. These cravings for sugar and fat weren't a problem when all we consumed were whole foods like fruits and nuts. Today, however, that same mechanism works against us when we consume energy-dense, sweet-tasting, high-fat, salty foods. Maybe knowing that ultra-processed foods will not fill our cravings for nutrients may help us to make better choices for ourselves and our kids. You can find more information about all of our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. Our writer-producer is Polly Hansen. Our lead producer is Kristen Farah. Our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. You have brain fog or fatigue, we're gonna give you some ADHD medication. This is kind of the approach to modern medicine where they will identify a symptom and give you a Band-Aid for it. Why just treating the symptoms of adrenal dysfunction isn't enough. Then what you need to know about social media's magic weight loss drug. If it took somebody 40 years to gain to a certain weight, we're not gonna take it off in three to six months. That's not how it works. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. 
Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. In most high schools in America, students have very little understanding of personal finance. It's not something that's been prioritized in American education systems. The importance of learning good money habits early on. Then... People less stressed, they get more sleep, they're enjoying their lives more, but then they bring a very productive person to work as well. The many upsides of a four-day work week. But is it too good to be true? I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.